0: Here you go. Man, I met the kid at Designer, the same one man when I hit on Rwanda. Yeah, that day I was wearing blue fox. Now I'm chilling back, kicking back with the tox. Straight up intoxicated, rhyme with the memo Now I'm brainstream, never come through. Check the treble. It's kinda trippy how we got the tape recorder recording me and telling me to talk about my life. See, yes, as a little kid, yes, as a young and grew up as a thug in every MC you wanna get to pushing and shoving, talking about what they be about. About not really talking about the popping Guinness stouts, but disrespecting their moms and their pops. Ha. Talking about hip hop and the drop, but now I'm getting off top. Now excuse me, tramp, but I got a vent. That's what I said. I got a vent.
1: Venters. That was the off-the-cuff freestyling flow of Styles Infinite. Is my daughter's rap subject to being changed? Continue listening to learn more about my friend Isaac Rudarte to be inspired.
0: with Trent the Jet. They like agents on top of pavements, peppermint, patty fragrance. Taking the credits when they spits and spritz a chip and dip, a dip, and del I pin the tail. Death throw the penalty ID, throwing your identity, theft crime in the night, pick pop, key to lock, stop, drop, roll the dice, double double dough, eat the rock, road, bro, shambo, tic-tac-toe, crossing the road with the nice flow with my energy. You see me room, root, play monopoly with my commodities, drop the eyes and cross the T's, T's,
1: how do you do, Venters? Well, our guest today is a prime example of perseverance and commitment. He is a preeminent businessman with musical aspirations. Um, so please welcome to Vent with Trent the Gent, Isaac Rodarte, who's also known as Styles Infinite. So
2: thank you so much for having me on the show, Trent. Really appreciate
1: it. My pleasure for, uh, for having you here. Now, Do you want me to call you Isaac, or do you want me to call you You, you, Stiles? Whatever
2: you're comfortable with. (laughs) No problem. I'm
1: both. I'm both people. No problem. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll do interchangeable. Okay. So let's... We always kind of like to start in the very beginning. Sure. Um, And I know before we went on tape here, you you said a little bit about your childhood. Yeah. But we'll probably get back into that. Okay. So um, if I recall correctly... When we met, I think you said that you started rapping when you were about eight years old. Yes, right? eight years so old. So was probably like 86-ish, something Eighty five, eighty six. 85, like that, right? 86, 85, yes. 86. So what was the, going back, what was the first rap song or hip-hop song that really affected you?
2: It was uh, a song by Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, and um, I remember uh, just memorizing all the words to that song, and... When I memorized all the words of the song, I I knew that I was really good at memorizing. That's when I figured it out. And then I did it uh, on the playground and a teacher heard me. And she asked me to come up to the classroom and do it for the class. And then I saw the classroom get crazy when I did it. And that feeling that I felt was awesome. And that's the feeling that I've been going for ever since.
1: Wow. So... I probably should know that song, but maybe yeah. maybe, our, maybe our listeners don't know it. So, so,
2: which song was that? I believe it was called uh, "Children's Story."
1: Children's story. Um, that's not bedtime story. Right? No bedtime bedtime story. I think or something. Man, I don't remember. Man, my
2: memory is shot. But it was a song by Dougie Fresh and Slick uh-huh. Rick. Do you remember the second it? the second one? Um, oh man, let me see. Let me see. Um, threw on the valley girl and the fly green socks stepped out the house oh no I went back in I forgot my can go and then I dilly dally dally I ran through an alley I bumped into my old girl Sally from the valley this is the girl playing hard to get so I said what's wrong cause she looked upset she said it's all because of you I'm feeling sad and blue Ooh. yeah you know something <laughs> so that's like that Lottie Dottie Lottie Dottie there you go there you <laughs> Lottie, go Lottie Dottie Lottie Dottie okay that is so
1: funny um...
2: and then uh, and then and then and then children's <laughs> story by Slick Rick
1: okay There you go. Yeah,
2: that that was another, the second one.
1: Yeah. Now, Lottie Dottie's funny to me because I I have a friend. He was actually on the podcast. um, And once we had this event, and he proceeded to. Just sing the whole ladi dadi, Man, uh, it, it's it, tight. It, yeah, it, he remembered all the all the lyrics and it, it, it was pretty cool. I'm on so. the spot, Trent, I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what um like I said, staying back in the day, yeah. What was your favorite subject in school? Because I I feel just as a hip hop artist, yeah as a rapper. I, even if it wasn't English vocabulary, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm always amazed at these artists and just how they come up with the lyrics with all and the, the vocabulary. I mean, so sure, sure, it, it came from somewhere. They just yeah, right. So, what was your favorite subject in school? My
2: favorite subject in school was history. Definitely, it was the only class subject that I ever did well in. Excuse me for that line, but um, okay, um, I uh, I liked history because it was later on i found out that it was his story and then it caused me to do research but it also caused my mind to open up to a different world of the past and i saw even back then people were ignoring a lot of things so i was using things from the past of ancient times in my rhymes and a lot of a lot of people didn't really understand it and barely till today Am I getting recognition I really feel for the music that I come out with? Because it is very different.
1: Wow. So, yeah, I always thought that it has to be something like that. History, just all the references that you guys come up with. Yes. It's like, wow. You know, most people would put you in this box and you being hip-hop artists, right? In this box. Yes. And... The way I look at it, I'm like, wow, they're all brilliant, right? They are. Because there's no way you can make music Mm -mm. like that and references like that without being a student of something.
2: Of something. Right? But most of all, Trent, I got to tell you, I'm not a big, big reader. I got to tell you, most of my stuff is taken all by visual observation. And everything that I speak about is things that I see every day, either I've seen in my mind Or I've seen it with my own eyes. But I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And so I speak about it. I speak about what to be cautious of out there. I speak about what to decipher, what to touch, what not to touch. Because a lot of times, people aren't really talking about that, Trent. In the music today, the main prominence is get that money. Show as much women in your video as you can. And that's what sells. But I'm doing it different. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be different. But because I'm different, I will stick out like a sore thumb.
1: Wow! Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's all about. Even when we're talking about fashion, yes, right? That's what I always tell people. You don't want to be the invisible man and just no. look like everybody else. No way! You want to stick out a little bit. So yes, when now, I don't know if you remember when we met. Yes. <laughs> And do you remember the first question that I
2: asked you? You said, "Are you a designer?" <laughs>
1: right. Now, tell everybody what you were wearing that day.
2: Oh, um, I, I, do you remember? yeah, I was. Uh, well, I think I was wearing some some flashy uh, outfit. Right? Mm-hmm. What was I wearing? Exactly. Trying, it was some, like colorful? some colorful, colorful,
1: flashy. <laughs> like it wasn't a one piece, but both uh, with the shirt matched the pants. <laughs> oh yeah, and, I um, love
2: outfits. You know, that's the only thing that I really love to do is dress. Man, I really love to dress i'm really passionate about dressing yeah i love it
1: well you were and we happened to meet at my alteration tailor's yes shop that day yes and you were picking up a, like a, a blue fox a vest <laughs> that i just did <laughs> <laughs> so you do remember so i was yes. like whoa who's this <laughs> is dude like he's really about to wear that <laughs> yes so I was just like yeah I had to I had to strike up a conversation with you absolutely I'm glad you did so going back to his story yes right and everything that you rap about is things that you've seen and you've witnessed so yes therefore your story is somewhat yes um what do you think about I guess Kendrick Lamar was the first first hip-hop artist to win the Pulitzer Prize Mm -hmm. um What are your thoughts on that? And do you think that, you know, that's the way uh, we'll we'll start to see a lot of hip hop artists, you know, starting to win that type of award?
2: I hope so. I really hope that hip hop's looked at differently. I think that some people will always be looked at in the same way because they choose to. They choose to follow the realm of everybody else. And if they continue to do that, they're going to come up, they're going to do good but they're not going to be different. And, you know, if anybody knows anything about business aspect, you know, being different is good. It's marketable. It's very good. And so I hope more MCs out there and artists in general in the hip hop realm, period, um, start getting more recognition like that. Because my hat goes off to Kendrick, you know, for, you know, pushing the limits on his music and really putting things out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was definitely... Um... Remarkable and a great feat for for everyone within that industry. Uh, You mentioned business right there. Um, Also, when we met, I mean, obviously, we're sitting in one of your businesses, your insurance services Mm -hmm. agency, Um, but I think you mentioned you have four businesses. Yes. So, share share those with us, All right. So, I
2: got got Infinite Insurance and Financial Services, uh, which is run by my wife. She runs the company now. Um, I stepped away to pursue my music dreams, Mm -hmm. and um, I started this company in 2008, smack dab in the middle of a stock market crash. They told me I would fail, said I'd never make it. Now the company, I think we just checked, we wrote so far, year to date, $15 million in production. Um, In our business, um, an average producer would do about $500,000 in business for the year, Um, a high producer in our business would do about two million. Mm -hmm. We make up the top 1% of our industry. These awards and stuff that, that you see on the wall train, I gotta be honest with you. I never had an award in my life. I only made it to the eighth grade. I never graduated high school. I didn't do any of that. Um, but I came from a different background. That didn't enable me to do that. So, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um... Oh, the other
2: businesses. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I get off track. The it's other businesses... Okay. So, the other uh, business, you know, I have um, Style Infinite Records. It's a, it's a record label. Mm-hmm. I have Infinite Exotics, which is a jewelry company. I, I manufacture and design jewelry. And... Um, and then I, the other thing is uh infinite exotics always ha- also has uh two uh three separate divisions uh, I'm, it has jewelry it has uh furniture redesign a vintage furniture redesign and we also do um uh, uh boutique uh custom clothing
1: okay there you go so yeah we'll get back into um like i said we want to go back into your 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 childhood okay because it sounds very um Compelling, Let's just put it that way. So um, tell me a little bit of, uh, about it or tell the audience. Because yeah. like I said, I, we talked a little bit before sure. we went on air and I cut you off and I said this sounds something that maybe sure. the audience wants to hear. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I I grew up in uh, Southgate, California and uh, next to uh, Linwood and Compton. So those are the, the areas that I grew up in. And um, we uh, had our father around. Since we were about, since I was about five years old. Then, when I was five years old, my father wasn't around anymore. He was in prison. My father was a heroin dealer, and um, he um, lived a dangerous life. And uh, he left our life when I was five and went to prison. And um, you know, my mom raised us on her own, and it was it was a it was a hard life coming up. No, I got to see my mom. She was a single mom, you know, on welfare, trying to do what she could to, you know, get us to the next day. So I got nothing but respect for my mom. And, um, but mainly that caused me to see back then was uh, family values was very important. And they're still very important to me. And, um, but back then, you know, um, I got to be honest with you. My mom, she worked all the time. And so... When she worked all the time, you know, I was on the street. So, the streets basically raised me. So, everything that I see and everything, everybody that I talk to, it was amazing to me because on the streets, I truly learned how to be one of the greatest businessmen ever. Hmm. The streets taught me how to communicate with people. The streets taught me how to respect people. The streets taught me how to not disrespect people. And, you know, I carried those values that I learned from the streets into business. And I would always wonder why when I would go to, uh, you know, an insurance industry or some of these big events, you have all these producers and, you know, uh, they went to Harvard and they went to all these universities and they'd ask me, you know, how's your practice getting so big so fast? I said, real simple, under promise, over deliver. Don't tell people things just because they want to hear it. Tell them I may be able to, you know I can get you between four to six percent. Maybe the interest rate might come in at seven, but I'm never gonna say that. Mm-hmm. It's always good to live your life like that. If you do it like that, it's just a little bit better. But being that my father was a, a, in you know a, a drug addict, and he was also you know in the in the heroin business, um, he was an abusive father. So you know growing up, you know we. I mean, we got an abusive father in whatever way you want to imagine that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so it made me really like be have a lot of resentment for a lot of years just going through all of that stuff. You know, what I mean, and then, um, you know, I just, man, it seemed like a, in a blink of an eye trend. I just all of a sudden I had three kids and I was married and I was in the exact same situation. But um I was actually a reincarnation of my father. Oh. And um I was actually uh in a, in a different type of business. I wasn't in the heroin business. This was before marijuana became legal. But, you know, that's the business I came from. And, um, you know, uh I had to do what I had to do. Every job I got trained, I got fired from. Every job that I would get hired, I would get fired. I would be promised promotions and then I would get demotions. So... After a while, you know, you start to build up these scales and you're just not going to take it anymore. And you, everybody has to get to that point. And I got to that point. But as I was discussing with you earlier before the interview about balance and why I feel it's so important, it's because right now I feel like I wouldn't, just because I'm doing all these things, Trent, I'm... I'm still not fulfilled. I still feel like I have to do more. I want to help people. You know, I want to do things. You know, all of these things are self-gratifying. But, what's next? Yeah. No, there's more.
1: Totally. So, um, I'm looking at your shirt. Can't help but to notice you got the the biggie. Oh yeah. uh (laughs) Oh yeah, man. Love Biggie
2: Smalls, man.
1: (laughs) It, uh, you probably get this one all the time, but but I but I have to ask, especially yes. since you were wearing a biggie yes. shirt. So what would be your Mount Rushmore of hip-hop or rap? Who who would be on that Mount Rushmore?
2: Oh, on Mount Rushmore, I'll tell you right now, it'd be Nas, Biggie Smalls, uh, it'd be Big Pun. Hmm,
1: Big Pun, huh? Oh, yeah. You, I rarely hear that one. Though. Oh, right. yeah,
2: Big Pun, definitely, definitely. I'm a hip-hop head. I listen to what people talk about. I listened to the people's lyrics. Biggie was an all-time master storyteller. Could nobody clown on him on stories? I'm sorry. He was the king of storytelling. Um, Nas is also a king writing himself, a storyteller, bringing reality and making you feel like you're there with them, going through the story. That's what rhyming is all about. And Pun died way too young. Let me turn this on here. died <laughs> way too young, you know, because he had a, you know, the the you know health problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, another rapper I just I just uh, came across about a year ago who, who I'm a I'm a big fan of is an underground rapper named Vinny Paz.
1: And you putting Vinny on the. I'm putting Vinny Yeah,
2: I'm putting Vinny up there now. Uh, what what's the man? last name? Vinny Paz. P A Z. Vinny Paz. Yeah, P A Z.
1: Okay. He's making Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now you, you didn't mention, before you go, you didn't mention no pop. You mentioned no. No. Too,
2: pop. No, no okay. West Coast influence for me.
1: Huh. Wow.
2: Yeah, no West Coast influence for me. Okay. I, I The only West Coast influence I could say that I listened to when I was growing up, honestly, was Dr. Dre, which I put in my bio. So, you know, the, for the China bio, I put that in there, you know, Dr. Dre and, uh, you know N.W.A. That you know E.Z.E. Yeah, listen to all that growing up. But mm-hmm. gangster rap wasn't my thing. Yeah, it just wasn't my thing. Uh, I was more about talking about how we were gonna do this heist in this rhyme, and I'm gonna tell you how to get it from beginning to end and not get caught. Yeah, you know things like that. So I I find more interest in that than in 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 that in 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 showing uh everything that you're doing speaking loudly yeah i, I don't agree with that yeah
1: All right, so tell me more about vinny paz i'm already I I interrupted you but i want to hear oh yeah yeah vinny right paz on.
2: the reason why me and vinny paz um um i think you know i am definitely i uh, I will be doing a feature with him you know i will be will be asking for that feature cuz um the association i have with him is that you know i have uh, bipolar type 2 i was diagnosed with in um 2014 And, uh, you know, Vinny deals with bipolar and I'm listening to a lot of his rhymes and a lot of the things he says and the deep thought is, uh, it's amazing. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. The, the, the things that he's saying really mean something. Mm. They really mean something. And that's what I'm looking for. And I think the reason going back to our West coast, uh, influence, and I have a lot of East coast influence A ton of it. Wu-Tang Clan. Everybody I mentioned was all East Coast. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Nobody was from the West Coast. Yeah. No, but because I'm into a different type of rhyming. It's just like if we go to Starbucks, you might like Blonde. I might like Pike Place, you know? Yeah. But all in all, we can all appreciate coffee, right? (laughs) Like we can all appreciate music. Yeah. But there's certain people in life we're just gravitated to and there's certain people we're not. Just that's just my influence, yeah,
1: no makes sense um what's and you can help me with this what's what's mumble rap <laughs>
2: <laughs> um well, I think a lot of people would classify mumble rap as a like a trap okay. like trap or mumble you know mumble music where you can't um, really understand what they're saying, yeah, uh, and a lot of people are against that. I heard an interview. Snoop did when on one of his uh, uh, shows and, and he was talking about, you know, what are they saying? You know what I mean? It sounds silly, you know? I really think um, nowadays anybody could just put together a beat and get on YouTube and become a star overnight. And there's so much of that that some of it leaks through, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, But there's a lot of controversy over that <clears throat> because realistically... When you're an MC, you should be able to drop a rhyme at the top at the drop of a dime. You should be able to write your own songs. You should not believe in ghosts. You not believe
1: in ghosts?
2: Yeah, you should not have ghostwriters.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> you should not <laughs> have ghostwriters. Ghost you should, should yeah, you
2: should not <laughs> you, like, you, gotta you should you should you should not have ghostwriters, but most of the industry, this is what it consists of. And this is what I've seen as I told you, Trent, I have Peeled back the layers over the years. Begin to see so, so much. And it's, it's really a shame that a lot of these MCs out there, I hear a lot of talent out there. And it's really a shame. The only thing that's stopping them, they think that the labels got to get a hold of this stuff in order for them to blow up. But that's not what has to happen. Mm. What has to happen is they have to believe enough in themselves. But somewhere along the way, the more and more I'm talking, Something happens. Yeah. Called life.
1: So you mentioned labels. So, do you believe in being independent, or yeah, do you I, believe be- in
2: I, believe, I, I believe I believe. I believe. I believe. You know, I'll be honest with you. The only reason why I started the label it was by accident, mm-hmm. like most of the things I do. And you know, I wanted to record and produce my own stuff. I wanted to do everything my myself and I said, you know what? Started doing it with um with the right people and then things started happening. But when I was recording with the homies, nothing happened. It was the same shows and doing the same stuff and same fans. And like I told you, Trent, no real appreciation for the music. And I kind of feel that that's just because People can't really understand what I'm saying. They they're looking for something that's not there. I'm 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 talking about something else. You know, it, it's so it is different. Trent, it's yeah. it's different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you heard my um my daughter yeah do the the intro for the the podcast with Trent and Jen, and so I told you I'm probably gonna put you on the spot and see if you can give me a little freestyle of a vent with Trent the Gent freestyle okay but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put
2: on a little uh, oh. a little instrumental you know do do what you gotta do okay it. cause you know <laughs> if we're gonna do it you know I have this little instrumental I like right here Trent really? so we'll pull this one up right. I actually uh found this uh, little instrumental you know so this is a good little tune so we'll use this for Vent with Trent. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, style's infinite. I just like the style. Here we vent the Trent. We're gonna get
0: it bent. Here you go. Man, I met the kid at designer, the same one man when I hit on Rwanda. Yeah, that day I was wearing blue fox. Now I'm chilling back, kicking back it with the tox. Straight up intoxicated, rhyme with the memo Now I'm brainstream never come through. Check the treble, it's kind of trippy. How we got the tape recorder recording me and telling me to talk about my life. See, yes as a little kid, yes as a youngin, grew up as a thug in every MC. You wanna get to pushing and shoving, talking about what they be. About not really talking about the popping Guinness stouts but disrespecting their moms and they pops. Ha. Talking about hip hop and a drop, but now I'm getting off topic. Now, excuse me, Trent, but I got a vent. That's what I said.
1: I got a vent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, take it. All right, man. <laughs> thank you for that. All right. Um, there's, 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 a few, there's a few segments that we always do with. with Trent the Gent and so we might as well get those in before we run out of time all right um so the first one are you right-handed or left-handed
2: I'm left-handed
1: you are left-handed yes that's my first true (laughs) lefty (laughs) I mean I remember you said something about you you attract people yes yes I I, I always attract right-handers but someone said well most people in the world are right-handed yeah I'm left but you're a lefty yeah and so that's good all right so that's my first so, follow-up question. Are you left-brained or right-brained?
2: I'm both. You're I've both. I've been told by a physician I'm both.
1: <laughs> so, you actually went to the physician. Well, what what of physician is? I this? went
2: well, actually, you know, it's my my psychiatrist. Okay. And he told me it's very rare. He's he hasn't really seen anything like this in bipolar type 2. He said, "Um, he actually believes that I can go into different dimensions."
1: Hmm. Alright, you gotta, gotta expound on that. Okay. Now, did, basically. Do you believe what he's
2: saying? Absolutely. Okay. I I see it. I have a gift. It basically, this is a gift and a curse. I want you to know before I get into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the gift is I can do profound things for myself and for others. The curse is at night when I'm all alone, it feels like demons are attacking me. Hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, um, It's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So um, everything that has happened to me, I've seen. I've seen it either in a dream or I've seen it in passing. What does that mean? It means that I've I've seen myself before. And I know this sounds weird. (laughs) I know this sounds weird, but... But it, this is, it, but this really it doesn't
1: happened. not weird. I, I have another guest. I haven't edited her uh, podcast yet. And she's an authenticity coach. And she kind of went in. So something kind of like she remembers, she has memories yes. before she was born. Yes, exactly. So over I do that's what you're going It's, to it's
2: actually over, over, over two, like I was in China over 2000 years ago. Like I was there. I'm finally going there. But I was never there. You know that I was not born. My, my birthday is May 12th, 1979. I'm 39 years old mm-hmm. that I was never there, but I was there. I could tell you the description I could describe, the paint on the wall, I could describe everything. I could be on the phone with you, Trent, and is pick things out of the living room. It's awesome.
1: So uh, <laughs> So so you're going you are going to china yes and how many mo- i'm
2: going in uh november 6th is the tour November the
1: 6th and it's the tour yes so you're trying to tell me that everything that's going to happen at this tour you've yes. already seen it
2: yes yes so- Um uh, i told my wife uh this when i was about 20 years old that I was going to go overseas. And she asked me, why do you want to go overseas? And I said, because that's the only time and place that they're going to appreciate truly who I am. Well, I left the music business for 25 years. I raised my family. Then, hip-hop came knocking at the door. She never left me alone. She's my first love. So, I had to have a coincide relationship with my wife in music, which she agreed to. Which now works out beautifully. But... Going overseas, Trent, and all of this happening in less than five months does not happen. You see, having the big labels in Shanghai and Beijing, wanting to buy exclusive rights for my music already for one year and I haven't even got there yet, that doesn't happen. This is the things I'm trying to tell you, Trent. Once the door is open, everything will be open. But it's not just for me, Trent. Here's the, here's the rule. To what I have. Mm-hmm. I got to give. You got to give back. And that's what I'm doing here today. And I'm here to share whatever it is, man, that I can share with. I just appreciate you having me here.
1: Hey, we appreciate you being here. So. If you've already seen what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In China. How does it end? I mean, what what is the ending of that? I mean, what.
2: The. 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 um. Well, the, the big scope is go out there, do these eight shows, and let me show you something really quick. Uh, let me, let me line up the code for you really quick. So my name is Dials Infinite. The symbol in infinity is an eight if you lay it on its side. The lucky number of the Chinese people is number eight. I did not know that. Uh, also my school, my tour starts uh, my perfor- first performance date is on the eighth. Um, and then I have eight shows. Mm-hmm. So uh, the codes, all of those codes matching up, Trent is is what I go by. I I read different different dialect. Others read books. I read other things. Mm-hmm. I, I I read people, and, and I and I and I have a very sensitive. I'm very, very sensitive to the spirit realm.
1: Yeah.
2: Super. But I don't practice anything. This is a gift that I have. Wow. I don't, I don't, I, I see ladies walking on the street and light is radiating off of them. And I walk up and I said, what's going on with your sister? She said, I just left the hospital right now. She's dying from colon cancer. I said, I don't know why, what caused me to come up to you and talk to you, but your sister needs you right now. More than ever. She can't get through this without you. So these are the types of things, Trent. I know we're talking about music. I know we're talking about business. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm gonna talk about you know talk about everything. But but I'm gonna tell you, this is this is the things that I experience every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's probably most of the reason why I only sleep about four to five hours a night.
1: Cause you have all these thoughts.
2: It, the, the thoughts different. don't shut off. They don't turn off. They won't. They won't shut off. They keep talking and talking and 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 I hear everybody's stresses and worries in his and then I got to call people at 2 o'clock in the morning and tell them <laughs> things, I, th- things I'm seeing.
1: Hopefully you know them well. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. And they, they, they like those calls. They, they like those calls. Wow. That is so profound, as you said. So you've kind of touched on a lot of things. and <laughs> Because another segment that I was going to do that we always do on Benfoot Trump uh-huh. was um, so we have like. Invent with Trent the Gent, so the best invention ever. Yeah. We've done Spent with Trent the Gent was the best money you ever spent. Nice. We've done during Lent time, Lent with Trent the Gent. What are yeah. you giving up for Lent? Yeah. I was going to do Went with Trent the Gent with you, the base, the best place you ever went. Okay. So, since you've already went to China and you've never been there. Right. So, it, it can be somewhere... That you haven't literally been there, but you've been there in your mind. But let's do the went with Trent the Gent for you. So what's the best place you've ever went or been?
0: It
2: doesn't, I don't think that, I don't know, Trent, if this place even exists. I don't really know, but it's, it's very, the best way I could explain it is there's no buildings and there's nothing around but green, very lush. It's a utopia. It's uh, like a super peaceful place. I'll find it one day, but I don't know the location of it. I just keep seeing it over and over again. But I also see a lot of numbers. I see a ton of numbers. Mm-hmm. Seems to be every time I look at the clock, it's always three number sequence. Same number.
1: When you look at a clock.
2: Yeah. Digital clock. Okay. it Digital, digital clock. clock. Like I'll i no. I show you pictures on my phone. I I take pictures. Okay. Because I I I mean I just else you know can't see you, but no but lead. you but you can <laughs> but you can you can verify it because this is this is just strange you know i you know when I'm you know I keep seeing these.
1: All right. So it's just
2: the three thirty three. But but when you overlap the two threes on top of each other, they become an eight. Yes. So, I don't know what that means yet.
1: Uh-huh. So, the eights. So, I can tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite number is eight. <laughs> oh, wow. Here we go. You and see? It's always been, and that's always, I mean, maybe seven for a little bit when I was little. Because I was born on April seventh, Gotcha. Got so that's you. kind of was that thing. But other than that, like if it was like a number for sports or something, yeah, it was always eight. Um, this is way before Kobe, <laughs> <laughs> but eight, like eighty-eight. It was always it was always eight sequence. So that's strange. You know, wow. maybe that's, that's awesome one reason why. Well, well we gravitated. Yes, exactly. Awesome. This, this whole eight thing. <laughs> My uh, my brother-in-law. I'm trying to think of his license plate. It's it's either seven, eight, nine. Have you seen that one or nine, eight? Yeah, nine. it's <laughs> a seven, eight, nine. it's actually a joke.
2: Yeah. Um. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, yeah. eight, nine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: He he did that on his license plate. <laughs> <laughs> um. N- another segment that we always do. Yeah. And this is the fill in the blank. Segment. Sure. And a lot of the stuff you probably already answered, but you might have something different. So we're going to do it again. So I'm going to say two words. Sure. And then you fill in the blank. Okay. Don't stop. Your dreams. Don't stop your dreams. So as I introduced you... Um, you know, I alluded to the fact that you're chasing your dreams to yes. be the the, the hip hop star. Yes. And so obviously that has a, a part to, to do with your answer. Absolutely. But I'm sure there's some other things. There's other things.
2: There's other things. Um, the biggest thing, even if somebody didn't have a musical background, could be anything. Could be, uh, you're a master at crafts. Could be, you know, you're good with people. Anything that you could find. Listeners out there that you're good at. I truly believe that we could create a business. You got to be good at something. All of you guys are good at something. And if you're good at something. You can be something. And everybody is good at something. But you got to find out what it is. That's the search.
1: Now, why is that? I mean, that seems to be the prevalent thought today and I don't know if that's because of the internet and now if you're good at anything anyone can post anything anyone yes. can write everyone's an author everyone's a yes. journalist these days yes why going back mm-hmm. in the day like when you were a kid yeah did, did anyone share that thought with you that no you
2: could? no everybody said that we couldn't
1: so why why do you think it's such a dichotomy now from from then to now today where we're starting to hear you know do find something we're all good at something right do it and it goes
2: back to to, I think it goes back to all of us were trained by either our parents or family members or a village raised us but we were all taught their mindset and because we were taught their mindset we were programmed to believe a certain way And some of us in life still believe those ways. And that's great. But some of us have found our own ways. And like I said to you, Trent, it was just frustration on my part. Frustration knowing that, you know, I had these artistic abilities, but the art wasn't going to pay the bills. Right? I mean, my mother kicked me out of my house at 15 years old. So I was living on my own. 15 years old, I had my own apartment. I was a security guard and I did my thing on the side. But anything I had to do, I did it. I worked and I worked to where I was, where I'm at right now. And I'm happy to say, and I don't care, you know, how this is looked at, but I got no criminal record at all. I've never been to prison. I have no felonies. I have no misdemeanors on my record. I have no lawsuits. I have no judgments against me. That's big especially because of the industries that I'm in and the type of money that we do with these businesses. See, what people got to realize is that when you do dream big and you do achieve those dreams, which you will, you will achieve them. But it's going to be a lot of hard work and perseverance and tears and laughs. All that stuff goes along with it. But if you do it and you stick with it, I promise you, You'll, you'll come out ahead. The problem is, Trent, a lot of people quit.
1: Yes. Well, they quit because you even said it. You said art is not going to pay the bills. Right. So how do you, I mean, like, so luckily for you, yes, you were blessed enough, you and your wife, to open up another insurance yes. type of business. yes. And now you got to the point where you can say, you know what? I don't need to do this. I can go now and I can right. focus on my art. Yes. A lot of people don't have that option, I don't think. Right, right. So, so how do But how they do, do we... have
2: it. They do have it, though, Trent. That's the thing. I got to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. They do have that option. So and share it
1: with them how they can okay. make that work for themselves. The first,
2: the first thing is, I don't care if you don't know how to do this. You can jump online. You could figure, you know, listen to somebody, you know, like one of, you know, the, the shows Trent does. But figure out how to write a business plan, put together something that you that you find that you like to do, and develop a business out of it. Look, what did I do? I I started Infinite Property and Auto Detail when I was 16 years old. I put a pressure washer in the back of a Cadillac and some chemicals, and I was cleaning people's cars at their house, getting paid $60 per car I cleaned. But you know, I I did what I had to do. That's what you guys gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. That first thing doesn't mean it's gonna be the main thing. It's gonna be a stepping stone to get to the main thing. And, and Trent said a lot of people wouldn't be this fortunate. No, it, this business did pave the freedom to be able to live my dreams. But still, keep in mind, I am a business owner. I am an employee. Um, and I, and I, and I still have to respect the boundaries. There's rules to success. And a lot of people aren't willing to play by those rules also, mm-hmm. Trent.
1: Yeah, that's really what it comes down to, and it's that hard work, and like you said, that that they have to put in. Yes. And I guess that overrules the whatever passion that yes. they may have. Right. Have you seen the? I think it's the video. It might be a book too. Thousand raving fan fans. No. That one? No. Yeah. It well, it goes into and and I think that whole philosophy was. Um, Formulated because of artists. Mm. And what the gentleman says is pretty much if whatever type of art that you do, right, and actually it works great for musicians. I think that's, it was for musicians and probably just starving artists who, you know, paint or whatever. Right. And so he says if you can find 1,000 raving fans that, if Styles Infinite says, He's gonna go out here to a park here in Bix oh, yeah, uh, Long Beach and he's giving a concert and wow. you put that out there, you know that a thousand people will show up. And all you need, he said, right, to make right. a living is a thousand raving fans who will pay you a hundred dollars a year, which means you would make a hundred thousand dollars. I believe it. A year. I believe it. And so when you put it like that, yes, thousand people sounds like a lot. But now with all this social media stuff? Yes. It's probably, that's a, that's a low number.
2: It's a very low number. And, mm-hmm. I, and I mentioned this to you also, Trent, that it's amazing because on my followers on Instagram, I only have about 1,134. Mm-hmm. Okay? 1,134 followers is not a lot of followers, Trent. Yeah. Okay? But, again, a lot of people pay attention to the social media and they're not paying attention to the reality. Remember, mm-hmm. keep in mind... They are only showing you what they want to show you. And keep in mind that it is a a, about 80% fake, 20% real. So I'm going to tell you, there's 80% trash and there's 20% good stuff on there. But you got to dig through it. That's like life. You got to sift and sift and sift till you find that thing. And you can't say, I'm not going to find that thing because that just means that you're just not looking. You're not gonna say I'm not gonna find that thing because there's some thing. If I spend one hour with you, I could tell you what that one thing is. Mm-hmm. So I know that one thing exists.
1: Yeah. So if it's in effect the Pareto rule, eighty percent of it is fake. Yes. Twenty percent of it is real. Yes. Why do most buy in to that? Because
2: they're buying into the lifestyle. They're buying into look at what's being shown. Mm-hmm.
1: Look where I'm eating my lunch.
2: Look where okay. I'm eating my, my lunch. lunch noble, right, eating right. My lunch. I'm eating my lunch here. Look what I'm driving. You know, I'm driving this. You know, Trent. I, you know, I, I, drive a nice car, but I don't put that on the internet. I don't. I don't really do that. I don't. I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. People pull up and say, "Man, I didn't know you were driving this." I see this in the at the house. Hey, because that's, it's different. It's your business. It's my. You know, it's my. It's my. It's my, it's my business. But no. the uh, the one thing though, Trent is. What I find in studying social media, especially Instagram, is that, you know, everybody wants to put out there was was glorified and glamorized. But they're really not helping the individuals out there, to be honest with you. They're hurting them. Yeah. I see a lot of people that have all these fans and they walk up to them and give them money and do this for the camera and do all this stuff. Man, they're hurting their fans. You know why? They ain't teaching them how to really eat. They're eating. They ain't teaching their fans how to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, (laughs) hey, imagine how many more fans I'm going to have if I teach them all how to eat. Yeah. Real
1: fans. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Yes, sir. All right, let's complete this. I'll fill in the blank. (laughs) (laughs) So number two, you can
2: do anything you put your mind to.
1: Anything you put your mind to. And would you say that you are a a prime example of that?
2: Yes, Trent. Yeah, I think anything somebody thinks of every single day and listen, listen, if you have something that you think about every single day, that's a burning passion desire, that it does not leave you, it does not go away. It's something that you're always thinking about. It probably means you're good at it. Probably. So... You, what, what you should do is start paying attention to those internal signs going on inside of you because what you're going to find is you're going to go through life and you're going to find yourself frustrated during different types of life events. But it's not because the actual event taking place. It's because of the frustration that's been built up inside of you because you haven't been able to pursue your dreams.
1: So... You say you're not a reader. <laughs> <laughs> well, It's funny because I am rereading Think and Grow Rich. Have you read? Yeah,
2: I've, I've read portions of it. But my problem is, is Trent, I read books and I don't finish them. Okay. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I like that too. i uh, sorry, yeah. I'll
1: read <laughs> 10 books at a time because I just get bored But I did want. get a
2: good point out of that book.
1: But what you just said, that's what I'm saying, everything that you just said, I said either you just know this innately yes or you had to read that book. no no
2: i didn't read that book but the point you got
1: out of the one
2: point the one point i got out of it that i applied to my life is uh napoleon hill said you don't have to be good at everything you have to establish a team of individuals that are experts in each and every field do not fill your mind with public knowledge because it's a waste of time most of the time individuals go online and they research all of the stuff that's never going to apply to them so they fill their mind with all of this stuff that doesn't apply to them instead of filling it with something that's going to actually be able to take their life to a different spot. And so most of the time we're studying what other people are doing or what other people's behavior patterns are instead of looking at our own and really getting to know ourselves. I think that this is what this is really all about, Trent. Really getting to know ourselves and really getting into the dynamics of who we are.
1: That's... um a good point. And like I so said, I I don't want to finish the segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um I also have this group, it's called Black and White for Right. Nice. And it's a race relations group that mm-hmm. we, we meet once a, a, a month that we do. And for a lot of the individuals in the room, yes, it's not about what's going on in America Mm-mm. culturally, racially. Right. Right. A lot of them will tell you, I'm here, as you said, just to learn about myself. I want to learn more about myself and why I have these feelings. Right. I don't have these feelings. Right. I can walk by a homeless guy and I have no feelings. I just walk on by and it's like, I can't do that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I can't. That's the one thing that I'm big on because I plan to give all my money away in the end. Wow. I'm giving it all away. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm doing all of this stuff that I'm doing in my whole life right now, Trent, to just give it all away. Yeah, I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to give it to the homeless. And I'm going to make sure personally that I know these organizations and what's going on before I hand my money over. And it'll go to my family, the rest. Yeah. But I, the, the reason why now, Trent... The reason why I like helping people and talking to people like, you know, on your show and I appreciate you having me. I didn't know we were going to talk about so many things, but <laughs> I like it. It's good. Um is because I think that society ca- says it's bad to dream. They say that if a child is daydreaming during class, they get a bad report home to mom or dad. And mom or dad is looked at upon that is being bad or scolding in school when they should be paying attention. But maybe they are paying attention. They're paying attention to other things. Maybe other things that truly matter.
1: Mm-hmm. To them.
2: To them. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's going to... Maybe if they... Like you said, they they focus on that. Yes. And have a chance to let it marinate and and, manifest and they can find that passion and do some of the things that you you were talking about. All right, let's get the the third um, fill in the blank. So conversations are
2: the best thing you could do. Period. Period.
1: And why you feel so strong about that?
2: Because I have learned so much by talking to people Mm -hmm. and I, I've just learned a lot about people, how they operate, behavior styles, um, how to deal with, you know, any type of person there is, you know, it's it's some days though, Trent, with what I deal with, I feel like dealing with people. Some days I don't. Mm-hmm. But when I have my, my good days, which most of the days are good days, but when I have my good days, man, I want to help everybody because I see everybody when you walk outside I see a lot of distress out there. And that's what I talk about in my music. I see it, the oppression written on people's face. Mm -hmm. And just knowing how to, you know, most of the people, Trent, in my neighborhood, they don't want to come up to me and ask me, how did you do it? they rather just look at me and not say anything.
1: And they can't learn that way.
2: No, I don't understand it, though, Trent. It's, It's different. It's very different. Is um, are they intimidated
1: by you? I don't.
2: Perhaps? I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's the. I don't know. Maybe it's the tattoos, but <laughs> I don't know. But I'm a nice guy, you know. I like to conversate with people.
1: Yeah. Let's um, let me ask you this, and just let's see what you said. So, so what's the most important thing to you right at this moment?
2: Self development. Self-development is the most important thing to me right now above everything else in my life. Even though I told you about going to China and I told you about the music and I told you about the businesses, um, self-development right now is Isaac Redardi, Styles Infinite, truly being able to learn balance because I have not had that in my life. I've had a lot of instability in my younger years which forced me into my stability that I'm in now, but I grew up fast. I raised my family young, 19 years old, first child. Mm -hmm. Most of the gentlemen I know wouldn't have stuck around. But what I saw was us not having a father and the outlook that we had and the outcome that that had on us and i would not do that to my kids so i i think and i speak to all the fathers out there i applaud all the fathers out there because it is not easy raising children but it is worth it
1: amen so self development so how does how does one do that because normally self development there's some type there's books right yes self development books There's courses. Mm -hmm. So how are you going? I
2: mean, is it just... If if there's somebody that just wanted to know how to do it and they were just hearing this for the first time, Mm -hmm. um, I would say, you know, please do not overcomplicate this with a bunch of books. Because what you will find is that you will probably be a lot slower in this process. What I would recommend that you do is start to develop first, going back to my initial question... What is it that you like to do? What is it that you're good at doing? What is that you enjoy doing? I didn't ask the question, do you think that you can make money doing it? I asked you, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? What do you find pleasure in doing? So that's, that's the, that's the first thing I would do. After doing that, I would develop That as a skill or a hobby even, not even maybe saying we're going to make it into a business, but doing that so that we could then channel uh, through whatever we like and and kind of figure ourselves out. I mean, that's kind of what I did. I just channeled through and just kind of found these things as as I went about it. But I can show somebody how to do it, but it's hard to explain it.
1: Yeah. Well... So, so you're not talking the old adage. Do find something that you love to do, even if you weren't getting paid to do it. Yes, you would still yes. do it. Yes, right. Yes, and then, and then the money will. come It'll come, come later. no matter
2: what. It'll come no matter. What. It. There's a word that I'm going to use. It. It'll come effortless. The money will come effortless, but remember. The core fundamentals to that is putting in hard work and dedication in the beginning. No matter what.
1: When you're not making the money. When you're not making the money. You just enjoy it anyway. Yeah. And you get pleasure from just doing it. Yeah. Most people have
2: their own job already, Trent, right? Mm -hmm. They're already, they're already working their own job or they already have their own career and, or, or they're doing something to, to make money. And so what are they losing? What are they losing by, by doing this? See most people will say, well, because I'm not making money at it and I don't see the instant gratification from it, I'm not going to do it. And even though it is a passion and it is a burning desire inside of me, guess what? I'm going to stay here. And I'm not going to do it. And the biggest thing, Trent, and it's almost a cuss word, but it's not a cuss word on your show. <laughs> and it said and it and it says commitment. Commitment is a bad word today. A very bad word. Many people do not know that. Many people do not like that word. Now, when you start to say that word, people get skittish. They get nervous. They automatically put themselves in and say, What do I what do I need to do? Well, why do I need to commit to something? You find it in relationships, mm-hmm. you find it in business relationships, you know, marital relationships, mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. whatever well, we it know is. It,
1: we know it in those. Right. People are scared to commit or right? to, to honor those commitments. Right.
2: But they take those same viewpoints. And those same characteristics, and somehow, some way, it trickles into their dreaming mindset. Most of these individuals will be consumed by their doubts and by the things that they don't want. They'll attract. But the things that they do want will not attract to them because they are not putting forth the right effort. So how can you attract something if... It's like two magnets, right? You know, they taught us this in science class. You put the two magnets together. On one side, they clack together. You put it together. On the other side, they push apart. It's the same thing in life. They clack together when you're doing the right things. They push apart when you're doing the wrong things. Next question you're going to ask me, well, how do people know if you're doing (laughs) the right things or the wrong things? (laughs) Trial and error.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just like an engineer goes in to fix a computer. He has to troubleshoot. You got to troubleshoot your life. You got to troubleshoot your life. You got to figure out what wire is loose. What bolt needs to be tightened. No, most of the time, Trent, when I ask people, what is that? They say, well, look, I'm going to point it to what is what, what's, what's that, Trent? A wall. A wall. Oh, uh, So that's all it is, Trent? Uh, is that what you see?
1: That's what I see. Uh, yeah. A white wall.
2: Right. A uh, white uh, wall. Very good. <laughs> No, very good, Trent. But that's what but that's what most people see is a white wall. You know what uh-huh. I see? I see the wall. Okay. But I also see the makeup of the wall. Behind the wall, there's drywall. Uh-huh. There's sheetrock. Yes. There's pipes. There's electrical. There's a lot of things in there that's making that wall not just a wall, right? Mm-hmm. But in life, most of us look at anything that we're into or interested in as the wall. And we don't ever wanna know what's inside the wall. It's say, Trent, what's that? A wall? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I feel um stupid now. <laughs> no, you're good.
2: You're good. You're good. But Trent, this is this is this is the type of observation that I like to take with people because I like to use those kind of pictorials because it causes us to really look deeper
1: mm-hmm.
2: into in in because I learn off of pictures. Yeah. That's how I learned. You know, I talked about that in my rhyming of visualizations and seeing and the things that I have seen in mind's eye and in real, real time is, um, it's the same. Mm-hmm. So I really, there's really no difference between it. I see it as all reality. Yeah. It is all reality because things like this happen, yeah. you know, with us meeting up and doing the interview.
1: True. Let's um, wrap up here a little bit. There's a... um, I think someone said this about Picasso. So we'll we'll keep it with art. Okay. And um, first of all, I heard he wasn't a very nice individual. Talking about right and wrong. So (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't very nice. But one of the quotes that they said about him is as an artist, no one can touch him. As a person... No one wants to touch him. So how do you, Styles Infinite, separate your art from the artist?
2: Well, when it comes to my music, um, Styles Infinite basically is the person inside of me every single day fighting this battle. And Styles Infinite is really going to tell you what's going on from the thoughts of Isaac Rodarte and the things that he sees, it's basically the alter ego of me. And it's my alter ego um that comes up with all of these rhymes. And basically, um he has a story to tell. But keep in mind Styles Infinite is real, but he's also a character. I know that's that's a uh kind of a foggy definition, but it is um it is real because Styles Infinite, what he talks about is not only, you know, the stuff that everybody else talks about, you know, getting money, you know, do this, do that. I'm trying to tell you what to do. I'm trying to tell you, you know, don't, you know, you, you probably shouldn't go out, you know, uh, and, and sleep with all these people and don't think you're gonna not get a, a venereal disease and end up dead. Oh, yeah, take advice from Fred. Fred is dead. Go ahead and steed. You dare ask me why? Well, here it goes. He can't flip dough, therefore he's corrosive and old. He's just the devil in disguise. He might turn your life away for what 666 murder premeditated. Just look that, maybe even put a paint a picture look at my lot in life. Maybe it's not sugar and spice a little bit of nice. But the evil grows in like me like God. You know, like you know so it's it's um uh, it's uh there's something to be said. Yeah. You know, and, and and so there's a message. And I've seen all of this stuff happen. I've I'm, I'm talked to Fred. You know what I mean? Giving me bad advice. And Fred is dead. <laughs> 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 so all these are real stories, you know? And, and so I'm not making this stuff up. So anybody who hears my songs, it's, it's all real stories.
1: Yeah, wow. Where... And and I know you say you're not a big social media guy. Yeah. yeah. But where can the listeners find you? What social media platforms yes. or you can find YouTube?
2: Me. Page? Yeah, you can find me on um on YouTube. You can find us under uh Loose Cannons, um L O O S E Cannons C A N N O N S. And um, you can also look up Styles Infinite and um on, on YouTube you can find some videos, um we did some stuff with uh, with Nocturnal. We did some stuff with. Uh, I did a video with Mellow Manace, old MC from uh, '1980s. Big up to Mellow Manace. Um, funny story about Mellow Manace. If I could share that with you, real yes, quick. Yes, please. Um, I actually uh, was uh, performing at a at a club in in Long Beach called The Vault. And uh, there was a guy there named No Name, and he asked us after the show, "Did we want to be on a public TV show? We said yes. We ended up going down to Marina Del Rey and doing a small set for this public TV show segment. And uh, we met uh, Melo Man Ace in the back. And uh, Mellow Man Ace, uh, back then, this was in the 90s, he slipped me a napkin, and he told me to sign it. And, uh, and I told him, come on, man, you're a legend. You're asking me to sign this? And he said, no, man, he goes, you got the sound you you're gonna you're gonna do it and um you know years later my brother got with um, so uh on social media and found Melo and let mellow know that i was doing the music again and uh, me and mellow linked up and we recorded a track here we go again and we did a music video together so it's uh
1: and that's on youtube
2: that that's oh. on youtube yeah okay. you can find that on youtube with me and mellow Manes it's called here we go again and um and on, on um Instagram you can find me under um Styles Infinite Eight with the number eight uh on that Instagram.
1: There's that number again. So I think I've heard someone say about the hip hop industry that this yes. is a young man's game. Hmm. But it's the the ones that matter are the older ones, right? Yes. <laughs> the yes. ones that matter. So you just told us the story of Melo and Ace. Ace. Um, so obviously, you know, all I can say is we're grateful that you shared your life and your thoughts and, and, and all your inspiration that you share with us today. Thank um, you, Trent. It's truly a pleasure having you share that with us. And um, all I can say is, Isaac, just keep pushing on. And Thank you, man. Do what you do. Um, Fred may be dead, but <laughs> Styles Infinite definitely is not. So just Thank keep you. pushing on. Thank so, you, Trey. So Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me. Venters, if you had any negative preconceived notions about rappers and hip-hop artists, hopefully you do not now after hearing Isaac's story. Until next time, find Gerard.